0: Hey, what's up, everybody? It is September 10th, 2021. I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report Direct Message. We are now roughly four and a half days away from the recall of Gavin Newsom. I'm psyched. I think I was fired up yesterday. People said, Dave, you're normally calm. You're an even keeled guy. You help keep me sane. You were fired up yesterday. Well, I'm fired up today. We'll see which way I can channel the energy. And guys, look at this shirt. Have you ever seen a better looking shirt in your life? Recall Newsom, and, you know, with the picture of a man that the Los Angeles Times calls the black face of white supremacy. So will YouTube stop this stream? Will they delete my channel? Will they ban me and demonetize me for having a white supremacist t-shirt on the show? We shall find out. I'll also get back to the LA Times in just a minute. Uh, There is a ton going on. Unfortunately, we're gonna have to talk a bit about COVID and these mandates because basically all hell broke loose yesterday. Like if you think things have been bad with government overreach and just the endless extension of the state into every part of your life, well, Biden or the shell that Biden is with whoever's pulling the strings, uh, they just ramped up just getting involved in every single part of your life with these mandates that are gonna go through the federal government, they're gonna go through companies with more than 100 employees, which of course is completely arbitrary and that's just the first step before they get to companies that are much smaller. And much more of that. And by the way, we've got video of, of course, Biden saying he'd never do it and Pelosi saying he'd never do it, et cetera, et cetera. So that's story number one. Story number two, we're gonna get you caught up on everything uh, recall related. Uh, I'm gonna talk more about the LA Times. They have written not only that Larry Elder is the black face of white supremacy, but they have a couple other headlines about Larry Elder, about that woman, the white woman and the monkey, mask who threw the egg at him and the way they framed the story actually made it sound like Larry Elder was being the violent one. We'll juxtapose a couple headlines for you. And then I've just got like three videos of AOC being an idiot and we'll just just play them quick. And then after the show today, we're going to vote. He's going to vote, I'm going to vote. This guy's going to vote, David's going to vote. We're all going to vote. And uh, we're gonna show up and vote in person. I know Gavin Newsom, I know you don't want people to vote in person, but we are gonna vote in person. Oh, and I should mention that in the Larry Elder segment that we're gonna do the recall segment, segment number two, uh, we're also gonna cover the video that we put up yesterday. I had Rose McGowan on. Rose McGowan is the actress who basically took down Harvey Weinstein, right? Like she was the hero of the feminists for fighting the patriarchy, stopping this horrific serial rapist, et cetera, et cetera. Well, on the show yesterday, she claimed that she met with the wife of Gavin Newsom, Gavin Newsom's current wife, Jennifer Newsom, on behalf of David Boys, who was Harvey Weinstein's lawyer, to see what they could do to get Rose to go away. Basically pay her off so that the Harvey Weinstein story wouldn't happen. This was about three months before the Weinstein story broke. That is an incredible accusation. Uh, Rose says she has the receipts on it. I may or may not have seen such receipts. And uh, nobody in the mainstream media is picking up. It was picked up, of course, by The Blaze and The Daily Wire and Post Millennial, real clear politics. Actually, I just saw that Brett Baer over at Fox News retweeted it. But one of the sick, twisted Uh, ways that society is crumbling right now is that the media does not do their job when it doesn't fit their narrative. They really want Newsom to be in power, right? That's why Obama's doing ads and, uh, Kamala's here and, and they're sending, you know, AOC's doing videos and everything else. So they don't care about women in this case when the wife of the governor is trying to pay off a rape victim of Harvey Weinstein. Can't get that to get to mainstream yet, so we're gonna keep pushing it, and I'm, I'm doing my best on Twitter. We'll, anyway, we'll get to all that. Before we get to any of this stuff, guys, I wanna talk to you about Marley Spoon. You know, now that I'm back on the grid, it's time to get back to normal normal. And that means back to busy. I'm looking forward to simplifying my kitchen routine with Martha Stewart and Marley Spoon, America's best tasting meal kit. Sign up today with code Ruben and get a hundred bucks off your first four boxes. Martha Stewart and Marley Spoon deliver quick and convenient meals designed by chefs to be ready in about 30 minutes. The ready to heat meals are ready in under five minutes. The subscription is always flexible so you can skip, your, skip or pause whenever you want. And orders can be customized every week to suit tastes, and special diets. Whether you're looking for kid-friendly favorites like pizza and tacos, adventurous and flavorful dishes from around the world, or desserts, breakfasts, or smoothies, Martha Stewart and Marley Spoon have got you covered. You all know I love to cook and pull out all the stops, but it's also nice sometimes to have someone else put together everything for you. I was scrolling through the menu online this morning, and there really are some great-looking dishes. They've got this Oktoberfest smoked cheddar curry worst that looks incredible. Uh, Michael over here was drooling He was drooling over the harissa, honey roasted eggplant. Stop drooling, Michael. And uh, they've got this German sunken apple cake with whipped sour cream just to top it all off. And those are just some of my options uh, for this week. So if you're like me and tired of rush meals and boring dinners, let Martha Stewart and Marley Spoon change that. Go to marthaspoon.com and use promo code Ruben to get hundred bucks off your first order. That's hundred bucks of free food just for using promo code Ruben. it's a game changer. Everything's delicious, everything's ready fast, and everybody, including my own crew, apparently wants to return for seconds. Check them out at marleyspoon.com. And now back to me, little insider knowledge for you guys, by the way, uh, little known fact. I actually was a PA, a production assistant on Mar- uh, Martha Stewart's talk show when she got out of jail. Remember, she had that talk show for about 10 years and for about uh, two seasons, I was a PA on that show. I once uh, was in a room alone with Martha Stewart and uh, she had me adjust her chair. So there you go. Uh, Okay, let's talk. (laughs) Important stuff, you know? Uh, All right, let's talk about vaccines and the mandates and everything else. There's a lot of craziness going on. So first I wanna show you this video of a reporter asking Jen Psaki, Miss, I could not tell the truth if my life depended on it, uh, asking her whether the administration has authority to force private companies to mandate vaccines. And my God, I think she actually said something she believes here, take a look.
1: To use your word, how bold is the president
0: willing to be, as far as the private sector is concerned, in the vaccine the mandate area, even if they don't have uh, federal contracts? Can the Department of Labor or anybody else compel major employers, uh, the larger employers, to force the vaccine mandates on their employees? Yes. Stay tuned. More to come this afternoon. Go ahead. So, I don't know if that's true that Biden actually has the constitutional power to do it, but at least she's being honest. Like, yes, we're going to do it. We're going to force companies to do it. And uh, as we're going to get to momentarily, they now are forcing companies with over 100 pl- employees to do it, or at least they're trying to force companies with over 100 employees to force everyone to get vaccinated. I just want to say to you two sitting in this room right now that, um, you know, I know I'm a benevolent leader around here, but I'm never going to force you to be injected with anything to work here. So, you're welcome. Uh, Yeah, I got a thumbs up. That's nice. Um, So that's one thing. So, yes, she says, and she smiles when she says it, because these people really love power. And if you don't think they love power, well, here's uh, old Joe talking about how he plans to use power. And all school officials trying to do the right thing by our children. I'll always be on your side. Let me be blunt. My plan also takes on elected officials in states that are undermining you and these life-saving actions. Right now, local school officials are trying to keep children safe in a pandemic while their governor picks a fight with them and even threatens their salaries or their jobs. Talk about bullying in schools. If they'll not help, if these governors won't help us beat the pandemic, I'll use my power as president to get them out of the way. I will use my power as president to get them out of the way. Does that sound like the president of the United States, at least the United States that I used to know, or does that sound like a dictator? I will use my power as president to get them out of the way. Now, I do want to give credit where credit is due. You know, I always try to do that. Joe actually was able to read the teleprompter there. He obviously has dementia, and we all know it, and there's a huge problem with his cognitive abilities, but he did read that one without mumbling and stuttering over it, so I will give him credit for that. Uh, but that line, I'll use my powers, as president to get them out of the way, is probably the most dangerous thing I've ever heard a president say in my lifetime. Please show me where Donald Trump said something that dangerous, that the federal government will impede on the state's rights to make decisions for themselves. By the way, that is unconstitutional. We have something here called the federalist system, right? And each state is supposed to make the rules for itself. Now, maybe none of this works anymore, right? Like maybe that's where we're at, that the constitution is a piece of paper that we're supposed to be governed by. The Bill of Rights are a series of laws to protect us and protect our God-given rights, but maybe they just sit on paper. And now the machine, the, the evil machine that is this administration, and that's the only way I can describe it, has decided we're not going to abide by any of those things. And there's obviously no one in the media that's gonna stand up against them. The media will actually cheer it on. Uh, And there's really no one politically. I mean, there's a couple there's a couple decent people. Right. So I think it was. Can we get the number on this? I think around 14 or 17 Republican governors said they're going to stand up against this. Um, But what does Biden mean? Are you going to send in federal troops to take over these states? Maybe. Maybe, I mean, does that sound crazy? What what would be too crazy for this administration? I don't think there's anything that would be too crazy for this administration at this point. We'll get you the exact number on the Republicans, uh, the Republican governors who said they're not gonna abide by this. By the way, there's also a spectacular video by Jeremy Boring of the Daily Wire. They do have over a hundred employees. I have two companies, we don't have over a hundred yet, um, but they do have over a hundred and he said he will not force anyone that works for him uh, to get the vaccine. He said he himself is vaccinated and that he believes in vaccines, but he's just not gonna do it. And they're looking into all the the legal recourse. I believe the blaze is doing the exact same thing. Uh, and uh, among some of the states that are threatening to fight back are Texas, Missouri, Georgia, I have no doubt that DeSantis in Florida, but I think, that, I think that about 17 governors, if I'm not mistaken. Now, if you think all of that is nuts, well, let's just look at some video from some of the Democrats saying that they would never require anyone to be vaccinated. Here's Skeletor-like Nancy Pelosi. No, I don't think it should be mandatory. I wouldn't demand it be mandatory. There will be no nationwide mandate. I was referring to mandates by private institutions and portions of the federal government. There will be no federal mandate.
1: One that's not the role of the federal government.
0: I don't think you'll ever see a mandating of vaccine, particularly for the general public. But you would never mandate, at least I do not think you would. Uh, I'd be pretty surprised if you mandated it for any element of the general public. All right, sorry about that. We got the, the clips backwards there. Uh, so Fauci, Biden, Saki, and the head of the CDC, all saying that we'll never have federal mask mandates. Now, do we have the Pelosi one? We've got the Pelosi one. Here's Nancy Pelosi.
2: So here's the thing. We, are, we cannot require someone to be vaccinated. That's just not what we can do. It is a matter of privacy to know who is or who isn't.
0: We cannot require someone to be vaccinated. That's what she said months ago. And she talks about privacy and we do have some privacy laws in the United States. So again, I don't know that any of the laws work. I don't know that any of it matters anymore. I don't know that there's enough of us that will stand up. I'm doing what I can. A few other people are, um, but these are their words. So Nancy, so if we had journalists, right? If we had journalists and not journalists, what would somebody be doing next time they saw Nancy Pelosi at the ice cream store or getting a haircut? What they would say to her is, Nancy, Nancy, you know, a few months ago, you said that we cannot force people to be vaccinated. You didn't say we should not or I don't want to, you said we cannot. That implies that there's laws that allow for medical privacy and it's, and my body, my choice, and people wanna make decisions for themselves and their family. So what changed because old dementia Joe decided to have this federal mask mandate for all federal employees and get this one, I mean, this is just the the ridiculousness. If you don't think that these people are utter clowns and abject buffoons, uh, they are mandating Vaccines to all federal employees, which I think is something like, can we get the number of how many federal employees? I think it's around 2 million or so. But they are exempting the postal workers. There's about 650,000 postal workers, I think. So the, everyone has to do it, except we're putting an exemption on the postal workers. Guys, the postal workers are the ones who come to everybody's house, who touch all your stuff, and then you pick it up. So I'm not. Bleh, bleh. million federal workers and about 650,000 postal workers. So it's all just absolutely nonsensical. Uh, By the way, this made me all think all the way back to July. And I know none of us have memories anymore, but something, you know, I was off the grid for a month, so my memory has been a little sharper lately. I've been able to reorganize things in my brain. And I thought, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wasn't there some guy named Dave Rubin who got suspended on Twitter right before I went off the grid, some real right-wing, freedom-loving maniac, because he said something about um, oncoming federal mask mandates. And then, you're not gonna believe this. We found this screenshot. This is, this is nuts. So some guy, I don't know who this is, Dave Rubin, at Rubin Report, whatever the hell that is, and he said they want a federal vaccine mandate for vaccines which are clearly not working as promised just weeks ago. People are getting and transmitting COVID despite the vax. Plus, now they are preparing us for booster shots. A sane society would take pause. We do not live in a sane society. You're not going to believe this. And again, I have no idea who this nutbag is. But he got suspended for about 24 hours on Twitter for that, for saying that a federal mask mandate's coming, for saying that vaccines aren't working as promised. Those things are obviously true. Uh, and that, you know, we're going to need more booster shots, according to these people. And that's happening right now. Uh, Twitter did, from what I understand, unban him uh, and said it was an error. But, you know, a guy like that should not, in my opinion, should not be allowed to be on social media because, you know, you can't be ahead of the curve. You know what I mean? Like, you gotta fall in line, man. You can't just say the truth and then just wait around. Whew, I don't like that guy. Can we fi- Let's find out who he is and send him a strongly worded letter. Uh, all right, guys, before we move to story number two, I wanna to talk to you about uprising food. You know, you all know how much I love food. I just told you a little bit about it a moment ago. And for those of you who've been tuning into my show over the past couple of years, you know that I've had various guests. who have talked all about how f- our food system is fundamentally broken and making us sick at scale. Well, fortunately, the people at Uprising Food are fixing that. Uprising's mission is to liberate all of us from a broken food system that's stealing our health. They have cracked the code on healthy bread. You simply can't find something this healthy that tastes this good that's this fresh. I received the starter bundle or sampler, and please don't make me choose between the sea salt chips and the rye chips. I can't do it. I have them, they're good. I'm just so happy to have both. With these two net carbs per serving, two grams of protein and nine grams of fiber, Uprising Food covers paleo, to clean keto, to simple low-carb, to high-fiber, to dairy-free, to grain-free lifestyles. All Uprising products are baked with real superfood ingredients, almonds, MCT oil, apple cider, apple cider vinegar, egg whites, psyllium husk, and olive oil. Uprising has absolutely nailed the taste factor on both of their sourdough S cubes and the crunch factor on their near, newly launched freedom chips there's a name, which tastes like those old-school rye chips you dig. Basically, if you're a biohacker, a, if a biohacker and a high-end farmer's market baker had a baby, it'd be these Uprising products. Go to uprisingfood.com and use code Ruben to get $10 off the starter bundle. It's kind of like a mini trip to the grocery store minus all the unhealthy distractions, and they ship directly to your door. Of course, that's uprisingfood.com, and use my code Ruben for $10 off your first order. And now back to me, okay, let's talk about the man on my shirt right here, Mr. Larry Elder. He's getting a lot of momentum. He was on Tucker Carlson last night. You know, obviously there was this ridiculous incident with the with the monkey woman and the egg. And it's like, you don't want anything like that to happen, but at least it did bring attention to his campaign. That's good. Obviously the Democrats are nervous because they're bringing out the big guns, Obama and Kamala and I think Biden is doing something today, supposedly. And as I said yesterday, look, if it's Gavin Newsom, Barack Obama, and Kamala Harris, and now Joe Biden, versus Larry Elder, me, and Scott Bayo, I like our chances. We're gonna be all right. Um, so first, I wanna show you uh, these two headlines. This is, this is just really like, if you wanna see how perverse, really perverse and dishonest the mainstream media is, these are two of the headlines from the Los Angeles Times. This is the Los Angeles Times, the same Los Angeles Times who, by the way, as you know, said that Larry Elder is, putting, is the black face uh, on white supremacy, okay? So look at these two headlines. Now, you all know what happened the other day, this crazy woman that you're seeing there with the pink gorilla mask, she started screaming uh, racist remarks and cursing at Larry and a whole bunch of other people were saying really horrific things at Larry as he was just walking through Venice because Venice has become a drug den and a homeless encampment, basically. Uh, So she's throwing an egg at him. She then assaulted one um, one of the security guards and look how they framed it. Larry Elder cuts short Venice homeless encampment tour after hostile reception. And then look at the second one. Now, first off, the first one, hostile reception, the implication is that he's getting a hostile reception like from sane people, right? Like, Like he got there and he said something that then they were hostile about. Um, but these were crazy drug addicts and maniacs. But the impo- what they're trying to do is frame it as that he's somehow controversial. That, that first one's not terrible, actually. But I wanna show you the second one, which is really just, it's just remarkable. LAPD is investigating altercation involving Larry Elder at Venice Homeless Encampment. What does that sound like to you if you didn't know this story? It sounds like Larry Elder picked a fight, probably with a homeless person at a homeless encampment that is so deeply dishonest. It's, it's just, it's pure fucking bullshit. That's what it is. And the, L, the, the LA Times at this point is a white supremacist newspaper. I can only deduce that between, you know, basically calling him a white supremacist, lying about this violent attack, not saying that, you know, wh- where are all their op-eds about the racist base of the Democratic Party that's throwing eggs and attacking a, a black candidate? You know, where, where's all of that? So I guess the LA Times is a white supremacist newspaper. There's sort of no way around it. Uh, that being said, I still am feeling good about what's happening with the recall, and I get it. I, you know, I really want to make this point clear. Well, two points here, actually. First off, I get it. The deck is stacked against us. This is this is largely a democratic state. And modern liberals, no matter how many times you whack them in the head with reality, uh, it's very hard for them to go, oh, all of the reasons the state sucks, the high taxes, high regulation, bad schools, bad roads, homelessness, drug use, et cetera. It's, it's hard to believe that that could have anything to do with the way I've been voting, right? Uh, this is like sort of what I would say to Bill Maher if he's ever brave enough to put me on the show. It's like, you rail against all of these things all day long. You're a good liberal, right? My good. My good liberal friends, what happened to my IDW, good liberals, they've all gone silent on everything that matters. uh, And I do wanna give a complete exception to that on Ben Shapiro and Jordan Peterson, who who have been as good as ever. Uh, But the liberals have just completely, completely collapsed. Um, So let's uh, also show you, because we're talking about the media and Larry Elder here, this, this video from yesterday. Now, I know some of you have seen this yesterday. Uh, but Rose McGowan was on the show. Rose McGowan is the girl who in effect single-handedly took down Harvey Weinstein. She walked through the fire, said, this man raped me. It, It started uncovering all of the other horrific rapes and sexual assaults that Harvey Weinstein did. Two years ago, he was the biggest bad guy in America, right? Like that was the thing. It started the Me Too movement, you know, Believe All Women, all of that stuff. Well, now Rose McGowan is coming out and saying that Gavin Newsom's wife, Jen Newsom, three months before the Harvey Weinstein story broke, when they knew it was gonna break, that she contacted Rose on behalf of Harvey Weinstein's lawyer to see what could make the story go away. And she's saying she has receipts. Do you think that maybe that's worthy of the news covering it right now? That the California governor who's under recall, that his wife was shilling for Harvey Weinstein to silence uh, someone who was sexually assaulted by Harvey Weinstein, like, do you think that maybe that's newsworthy, maybe? Well, first, in case you haven't seen it, here's Rose.
2: Jennifer Siebold Newsom. I think that is her name, yes. She called me. And she set up a meeting with me to meet her somewhere in Brentwood and I actually went and I got very like creeped out and I saw her sitting where I was supposed to meet her. And I looked at her and I, I turned around and went back into my car and drove away. She wanted to meet me. She Wait, reached when out. When is this? Me. When is this? Just to this be clear. This is about, uh, six months before the New York times article on Weinstein that I set up broke. Okay. And she called me on behalf of a Theranos board member, the, uh, Lawyer for, um, longtime lawyer of Hillary and Bill and um, Clinton and Weinstein, one David Boyce. So this woman, I don't know, some blonde lady named, with the last name of Newsom, cold calls me, and is like, David Boyce wants to know what it would take to make you
0: happy. Six months before the Weinstein story. What do it take to make you happy? Which you took as, for those that might be playing along a little bit slowly?
2: I, I don't know. because I don't know if it would be fiscal remuneration. I don't know, I, like absolutely nothing would make me happy.
0: What would it take to make you happy? This guy was raping you for years, raping all kinds of people. He's the most evil man in America, the entire system uh, tells you how awful he is. You know, he should burn in hell, blah, blah, blah. Believe all women, it started an actual revolution in this country in some respects. Uh, but now, this story is not being covered. Now, I do want to uh, clarify two things here. Uh, in that video there, she said uh, six months before the story broke. She later clarified with me yesterday, after we taped the show, that it was three months before the New York Times ran the Harvey Weinstein story. So that's just, it's not that important, but it's worth mentioning. Uh, and also, if you watch the full interview, she, originally, Jennifer Newsom wanted an in-person meeting with Rose. Rose actually went, saw her sitting there and then didn't go. And then this was all done on a phone call. Rose is saying she has receipts. And I'm not saying I haven't, have not seen receipts, um, but where are you media? Where are you media? Or Gavin, Jennifer, come out and say she's a liar. Is she a liar? Where are you, Gav? Come on. Speaking of liars, I wanna end the show today uh, with three videos from AOC. And I think I'm going to cover these in a very special way, just with one line each, uh, because I'm going to let AOC, the Wonder Woman of intellectual genius, I'm gonna let her words stand on their own. Video one.
1: Well, I certainly don't think it's healthy that ExxonMobil lobbyists are bragging about how many senators Democrat and Republican that they get to have speed on speed dial and enjoy exclusive access to shaping the contours of this, quote unquote, bipartisan infrastructure bill. I don't think that that's healthy at all. I think the role of dark money and the, and the fossil fuel lobby is extremely unhealthy for our democracy. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that we've got the people on, on our side. And this is what we continue to say, you know, They have money, these lobbyists and and special interests have money, but we've got people. The Build Back Better Act has popular support, and even going above and beyond that, the Green New Deal has popular support, even among Republicans and independents. And so what what people, I think, are united behind is the acknowledgement that climate change is human-caused, that the burning of fossil fuels and the continued construction of fossil fuel infrastructure, like what we're seeing with Line 3 in Minnesota, must be confronted if we're going to create a better future for ourselves.
0: Yeah, the Green New Deal has popular support even among Republicans and independents. AOC, you're a liar. Next.
1: When we talk about... Um, The law that was passed in Texas. We know that anti choice bills are not about being pro life because if they were about being pro life, then the Republican Party would support, frankly, an agenda that helps guaranteed health care, that helps ensure that people who do give birth that don't have the resources uh, to care for a child can have that care for a child. So we know that none of this is about life. None of this is about supporting life. What this is about is controlling women's bodies and controlling people who are not cisgender men. This is about making sure that someone like me as a woman or any menstruating person in this country cannot make decisions over their own body. And people like Governor Abbott and Mitch McConnell want to have more control over over a woman's body than that woman or that person has over themselves. And what, what that shares in... Uh, in, you know, what that shares with rape culture is that sexual assault is about the abuse of power and sexual assault is about asserting control over another person. And the ease with which these men seek to do that to other people is atrocious.
0: AOC in that video, in case you weren't paying attention, called women people who give birth, then she called them women, and then she called them any menstruating person. Thus, AOC, you're a transphobic moron. Clip three.
1: Yes, now listen, if you live in California, there's probably a ballot in your mailbox on a recall election. Please find that thing, vote no, stick that sucker right back in your mailbox, because the options are back.
0: AOC, just get the fuck out of my state, you buffoon. We don't want you here, we don't care what you think, and we're gonna do what we think is right. But because you are so rabidly against a decent black man becoming governor of the great state of California, the once great state, I should say, uh, you are a right-wing racist white supremacist, congratulations, AOC. Uh, Guys, part three of my interview with Tucker Carlson, and I promise you, promise you, promise you, this is Tucker Carlson like you've never heard him before. Part three is up right now on YouTube, went up this morning. The full episode, of course, is up already, absolutely ad-free at rubenreport.locals.com. And guess where we're going now, guys? We're going to vote. That's right, we are going to vote. Will I get kicked out? of the polling station for wearing this shirt. I will bring, I know there might be some like rule about you can't wear a pin or a shirt or a hat that's promoting anyone. So I'm gonna try to go like this. And then, you know, if they say something to me, I'll bring a hoodie and I'll cover it up. Uh, But I do wanna say uh, as I close the show that I've never been more proud to vote for someone as I will be when I walk into that booth today. Larry is a good, decent man who, as I said yesterday, he doesn't really want to be governor because he doesn't wanna be governor in that he doesn't wanna solve all your problems. He wants to be governor because this thing is so freaking broken because it's so out of control. And you know, it's very obvious to me that America needs a massive shock to the system. If everything that I talked about on the show day, AOC is an idiot, the media is awful, uh, all this COVID stuff and mandates and people that are now uh, don't know what to do because they don't wanna lose their jobs, but they also don't wanna get a vaccine for whatever reason they don't want to and they're young and healthy or whatever it might be. If all of this seems horrible to you, and it is horrible, like it, it really is, it is whether I can occasionally joke about it or not, like this is, this is bad stuff, like the creep of socialism or communism or just authoritarianism, whatever you wanna call it, it's here, it's on our shores, it's been ushered in by the liberals and the media. It's, it's, it's terrible, it is here, there's no doubt about it. But you know, there's always hope, humans always have hope, humans have always been through bad things and things have gotten better. But at some point enough of us have to say, no, I, I will no longer participate in this lie. Uh, You know, I think I mentioned the other day that one of the movies we watched during uh, time off the grid was uh, Cloud Atlas. And it's a really interesting movie by the Wachowski brothers who did V for Vendetta and they did The Matrix and a whole bunch of other stuff. And the line, the main line in the movie is, I will not be subjected to criminal abuse. And it's a theme throughout many decades and, and hundred year periods, actually thousand year periods in the movie, you have, you have to see the movie to fully understand what I'm saying. But uh, it's in, in essence is, oh, the lie stops with me. The lie stops with me and lies are everywhere and encroaching power is everywhere. And we need some hope. That's the point, like we need something. Like I think a lot of people are just like, man, everything is collapsing all around us. And you're kind of right. Like I'm not gonna sit here and say you're not right, but there is hope and you know, as goes California goes the nation. Well then let's fix California. So please, if you're in California, do the right thing and vote yes on the recall and then vote for Larry Elder, or at least vote yes on the recall. And then if you wanna vote for somebody else, so be it. Um, I think my feelings about Larry are clear. Um, But imagine, imagine if on Tuesday, just a couple days from now, imagine if it happened, Imagine if it happened, a blow to the machine. You know what I mean? Like if it took a hit and then suddenly people were like, holy cow, California isn't on the endless descent to hell. And then other people in other states would suddenly feel good and feel more empowered and feel like, oh, I'm a decent human being. Maybe there's something I can do, whether it's run for governor or stand up at a school board or fight for what I believe in, however it is that I can do it. We just need a signal. And I really think that this situation right now on Tuesday is a signal. And maybe, maybe it will be that on Wednesday, I'm gonna be pretty damn depressed when I'm in this room. Maybe it will be, but that's not a reason not to fight. So please fight with me however you can. Electelder.com, they need a couple bucks to finish strong here. Unfortunately, politics is about money. And trust me, I know I've talked to Larry privately enough, like the idea of asking for money is ridiculous and he doesn't wanna do it. Uh, so I'll do it for him. There you go, electelder.com. And let's, let's see if we can get to something with a little hope. I have hope. Do you have hope? Um, all right, have a good weekend, everybody. We're gonna go, you know, maybe we'll do some videos. Can we do some videos maybe on the way? Or yeah, all right, so we'll do some videos on the way. I don't think we're, they're gonna let us do videos at the polling place, but I'm, I'm psyched. And do it, guys. Recall this prick and let's get Larry Elder to be the next governor of California. Have a great weekend, everybody. And if you wanna play along with food and music and all that stuff, Ruben Report.